Welcome back, everybody, to the Back Row Eagles Show. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Hope you enjoyed our last episode that I did with my boy, Porkman. Porkman, thanks again for coming and hanging out with me. Um, so today, I just want to talk about the offensive line a little bit. Some things have happened. I think I mentioned it when I did the last episode with Porkman. Uh, Brendan Brooks has torn um, his Achilles, I think it is, in his other leg. I don't remember which one it was, which leg he did first and which one was now, but... Um, Huge blow to the offensive line. So I had actually meant to do this episode a couple days ago, uh, but then something good happened. Is it good? Is it not good? We're going to get into that right now. Um, the Eagles re-signed Jason Peters, which made makes perfect sense if you think about it. <clears throat> Is he older? Yes, he's 38 years old. He's in a lot better shape than most 38 years old. He's got three years on me. He's definitely in better shape than me. I can tell you that right now. So... This makes perfect sense, okay? It says right here, we're going to bleach report. Um, Eagles bring back Jason Peters. Philly to bring back nine-time, nine-time Pro Bowl offensive lineman on a one-year deal. And he will move from left tackle to guard this season. So Andre Dillard is safer right now. This is, this is really important. So prior to this, look at last year's offensive line. We could say that it was one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, you know, left to right. It was going Jason Peters, Isaac Samalu. It went Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and Lane Johnson. You could considerably say that it took a hit with Jason Peters leaving, even at you know, being 30 years old and Andre Dillard coming in. Now, Andre Dillard, first-round draft pick out of Washington State last year, and a lot of people criticized him for not playing well on the right side. He even came out and said, listen, it's like writing with one hand your whole life, and then for one day you have to switch to the other hand. So I completely get it. Everything is different one side to the next. You would think that the natural progression over time would have been when Jason Peter leaves, Lane Johnson moves from right tackle to left. He's played at left tackle in the past, I believe, but that's not his natural position, although if memory serves me correctly, he did play that position in Oklahoma. So why isn't Lane Johnson moving? That's a great question. Probably because he's one of the best right tackles in the league right now. I still say if he would have been on the field last year during the Seahawks game in the playoffs, Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt. we probably win that game. The defense held us in there. Josh McCown, you know, hats off to him for what he did in the playoffs. That being said, Jason Peters is back. So what I like about this is Jason Peters last year was not the Jason Peters of old. And it's one of those things. He's trying to get a jump. False start a lot. A lot more than usual. Are the refs giving it to him because he's kind of a lock for the Hall of Fame? They letting the old guy slide? I don't know. It's just something that you kind of have to think about, right? But this makes a lot of sense. So their backup at guard was Jack Driscoll. Fourth-round draft pick from Auburn. He's not ready. Fourth-round draft pick. Now I understand in 2017, the Super Bowl year... Isaac Samalo was the starter. Um, he had a higher draft capital. Another Pac-12 guy, though, oddly. Uh, well, I'm talking uh, Samalo and Dillard. It didn't work out. They had signed Stefan Wisniewski. Um, Samalo wasn't playing well. Wisniewski came in, played fantastic. And I don't understand what happened in 2018. Yeah, that's kind of a curious thing that I wanted to bring up. Wisniewski was not playing bad. The team was not doing well because of their starting left guard, to be completely honest with you. They just, it's almost like they really wanted to make Samalo a thing. And I can't, 
I can't fault. I really can't fault them for that. I mean, they have the draft capital. Uh, Wisniewski, he's got another Super Bowl ring with the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So listen, kudos to him. But it's just it's one of those odd things where I don't understand why they benched him. They did. The line's still good. So he's really the bodyguard now. If you think about it, he's called it before. Now he's playing at guard. That being said, guard is, from what I've been told, one of the easier positions to acclimate to. If Jason Peters is a nine-time Pro Bowl, nine-time, which is just fantastic, nine-time Pro Bowl left tackle, there's no reason to think that he can't come in and be an almost Pro Bowl caliber guard. I mean, look at the right side of your line now. We'll start with the center. Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, and Lane Johnson. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just one year. Brandon Brooks is going to come back. He's going to be fine. We have some good, good young guys waiting in the wings, you know, should more injuries happen. So I'm looking right now at this article uh, through PFF. And this is the NFL's top 25 offensive linemen through week 15. This was last year. So it's pretty much the entire season. You're only missing two. The number one player, and this is going to be a huge hit for our line, maybe bigger than we thought. Brandon Brooks was number one. Um, this is everything, by the way. This is um, tackle, guard, center. His positional grade, he was first at guard. Then we got Quentin Nelson from the Colts, Zach Martin from the Cowboys, Marshall Yanda from the Baltimore Ravens. Then at five was Lane Johnson. Uh, in his positional grade, he's first at tackle. Six is Ryan Ramzik from the Saints. Uh, Joe Thune from the Patriots is seven. Number eight, Lael Collins. Then nine is Ronnie Staley. Jason Peters was 10, and he was tied for fifth to tackle. So, you know, we're really getting into it here. Mitchell Schwartz was at 11 from the Chiefs. Anthony Costanzo from the Colts was at 12. Brandon Sheriff from Washington was 13. I'm still curious to see what their new name is going to be. As of right now, nothing has been announced. So, Jason Kelsey is at 14, and he's ranked first at center. Then at 15 is Richie Incognito from the Raiders. 16 is Joel Betonio from the Cleveland Browns. 17 is Kevin Zeitler from the Giants. 18 is Frank Ragnow from the Lions. 19 is Ben Jones from the Titans. 20 is Larry Warford from the Saints. Eric McCoy is 21 from the Saints as well. Teron Armstead at 22, again from the Saints. Look at these Saint guys all in one spot. 23 is Brian Beluga from the Packers. 24 is Taylor Decker from the Lions. 25 is Ryan Jensen from the Bucks. So the only guy that they're missing there is Isaac Sayamalo. But the fact of the matter is you're missing one of the top 10 players in the league and you're replacing him with another top 10 player. It's that easy. This contract is really, really friendly too. It's a one-year deal, $3 million guaranteed, up to $6 million in incentives. It makes a lot of sense. Jason Peters is a beloved guy in the locker room in the city of Philadelphia. I can't think of an Eagles fan that hates Jason Peters. And why why are you going to hate Jason Peters? It's not like he's Winston Justice out there. Has he lost a step? Absolutely. But he's also a great mentor for all these young guys. You can lose a step at tackle and still be an above-average guard in the National Football League. It's that easy. How many times have we seen guys transition from one position to another on the offensive line? We've seen it before, and it's worked out really well. I think that this can work out stupendously for the Philadelphia Eagles. Fantasy-wise, you know, a lot of people like to talk about that. A lot of people dropped Miles Sanders down because of the Brandon Brooks injury. If you sold him low, well, 
I hope you realize that this backfired on you. I'm still curious at the end of the day to see how this line is going to look. I mean, okay, so right now we got Andre Dillard starting left tackle. And you got to wonder if, if this is kind of that looking over your shoulder thing, kind of like with Wentz in 2018. His, his backup won the Super Bowl. Well, now Andre Dillard finally gets his spot on the line, and the guy that he took it from is just a couple doors over. So it's going to be interesting. But I think Peters will be helpful in that. Like, hey, listen, I'm over here. I'm doing my thing. I'll help you over here as best that I can. Why wouldn't you want to help with these young guys? That wouldn't make any sense to me. That would just be stupid. He's going to be fine. He's good friends with Lane Johnson. They're going to be playing right next to each other. I still think the division is ours. It's all about consistency, especially in the COVID-shortened offseason where you know, we're not having time to practice together. They're doing everything virtually. A lot of the team is still intact. The coaching staff is still intact. The defensive back end worries me. The linebacking core still worries me. We are going to have one of the nastiest lines in the NFL. One thing we're not going to have, at least to start the season, the Eagles are not going to have any fans. Um, the city of Philadelphia has banned large gatherings. Governor Wolf is still coming down with stuff in his typical fashion. So that applies to both the Eagles and the Phillies. Jokes on the city of Philadelphia. The Phillies aren't drawing anybody anyway. I don't know how that is going to affect the Flyers. Um, that being said, I haven't been following it too closely. I know that the uh, the NBA is doing their thing down in Orlando, which I believe is starting soon. And I can't wait because I really, really, really need some football. I'm sorry, basketball. Um, I don't know if hockey is going to still be playing in their stadiums or what they're going to do with that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so no fans in the stands. Jason Peters is back. What does that do to home field advantage? Can we pump in crowd noise? I don't know. You know, let some people in, right? Like, I don't know. Let like 10,000 people in. It holds almost 70,000. You could have people, okay, so if I do my math right, every seven seats. It's that easy. And if you're sitting too close to each other, you get thrown out and you get banned for the rest of the year. It's not that hard. This isn't that hard. We can figure this out. It's kind of scary. I don't know. You know, so back to some of these young guys. I'm sorry I'm all over the place tonight. So um, Jack Driscoll would be the guy that would be behind Brandon Brooks. But obviously, you know, you can't go with a rookie right now. Especially, he's really raw. Now, if Andre Dillard does fail, which is always possible. We've seen offensive linemen take a while to get their feet wet. Look out for Prince Ten. Tega Wanago, I still don't know how to say his last name, but man, watch film on this guy. He was Jack Driscoll's teammate at Auburn. Nasty. Nasty, nasty player. And a steal late in the draft, too. He's the type of guy where if Andre Dillard fizzles out in a couple years, you can put Prince in there and see what you got. Because if you want to talk a guy about a guy that's a mauler and who's mean, who I feel should have been drafted higher, although I still think the, the steal of the draft by the Eagles was Kayvon Wallace in the fourth. Fantastic draft pick there. Clemson safeties usually work out well here as well. But this guy is nasty, and he's going to put you just right on your ass, man. It's great. So the offensive line is in flux. I'm not going to just sit here and throw a lot of stats out uh, to you guys all night. Just wanted to kind of touch base and let you know what my thoughts are on the offensive line situation. I give it an A. It's not an upgrade, obviously. You want to have Brandon Brooks in there, but um, bringing Jason Peters back was a smart thing to do. 
bring another guy in. He could cost more. You're going to teach him the system and all the plays. So why not just bring in Jason Peters? He's smart enough. He's been around long enough. He could definitely make something happen. But um, listen, everybody, this is a quick one. I'm going on vacation next week. Um, so I probably won't be doing an episode. I do plan on taking my microphone with me uh, in case anybody wants me to hop on a podcast and I'm free. So if that, if anybody wants to do that, I will have a microphone set up with me and my laptop. So uh, maybe won't be, probably won't be doing an episode. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll be researching for one when I'm on the beach because the beach kind of sucks. But I'm excited about taking my little girl to the beach for the first time. So uh, looking forward to that. Hey, listen, Birds fans, until next time, just remember, nobody likes us and we don't care. Thanks again for listening.